I'd just like to say up at the top that the views expressed by the guests of this podcast may not reflect the views of the podcast itself and that everything is subject to change. And uh, we're just having a good time. This is just for entertainment here. With that being said, ever since the dawn of humanity, we have come together in celebration, combining the best in arts and science and music and technology and food and more for great big parties. Now, here's the ultimate party, a podcast where we talk about parties. What makes them great? What could use some improvement? What's the commonality between them all? Um, we have a great episode for you today. We got uh, my fellow prep cook, Justin Arnold, on the podcast, uh, but I need to take a little break before we really jump into it because I give a shout out at the very beginning to um, a website and I got the website name wrong. So um, when you hear Volunteer Connect, just know that I'm at volunteermatch.org. Go to volunteermatch.org. I'm saying, when you hear this shout out, Go to volunteermatch.org, not Volunteer Connect. It's Volunteer Match. All right, let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. Hey, Austin. Oh, hey there, Kyle. Oh, hey there. So I'd like to start this uh, episode off with a shout-out. Oh, man. I know. It's My heart's so, counted. It's so weird, right? Because um, I, I don't think we have anything to apologize for this time. I, I know I certainly don't think i do no i have not had that negative reflection yet yeah me neither but i would like to shout out to uh volunteerconnect.org mm-hmm. because they just have a list of awesome volunteer opportunities in your area and i like to party with a purpose you know i think parties are awesome it lets you let off a lot of steam but it's also nice to give back to your community and if there's any way that you can get involved. I think that's pretty dope. So I'm just going to shout out to them real quick at the top of the episode. Nice, nice. Yeah. You always gotta, you always gotta work, work for your parties. I feel like you can't, you can't just let it happen all the time. You got to put in the good work and right. then, then party down on the weekends. Right, because like essentially, if, if all you do is party, if if you're not making a business out of it, then you're just being a mooch. You know, mm-hmm. like you got to have a job, but also. You got to do some work for your community that you're not getting paid for. I guess I don't. I uh, certainly don't do enough of it. Not monetarily, but definitely in the in the warm glow of knowing some you did something right. Exactly. And with that being said, let's just jump right into it. We got a guest today. We've got our good friend Justin Arnold, my fellow prep cook at Cosmos Pizza. Hello, hello. How are y'all? Oh, so good. How about yourself, my man? Doing pretty good. Um. Loving uh, the Chihuahua in love. Uh, love of the lap, I guess I, I like to call it. Uh, it's a very comforting thing. Everybody needs a security animal. And uh, mine just happens to be a Chihuahua that looks like a miniature pincher. That's awesome. For- and he has those sleepy eyes that he's just getting oh, so comfy on the yeah. lap. Right? Oh, he's almost out. Oh, man. Oh. He's just a love bug. Um, same as Troubadour, I guess. That's another good name. That's the other dog that's here. For those for those of you who are unfamiliar with our podcast, we like to take it on the road. We like to meet people mm. at their place of business. And then explain it in great detail. In great detail. So let's let's just take a look around. To our right, 
Well, all right, Justin's left. Should we should we really go down this path? I don't think. Uh, right. Let's yeah, go ahead and do old, it. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be fun. As far as puppies go, though, it's just adorable that Troubadour is so massive and Umbra is so tiny. It's just a tiny little dog and this massive dog over here. The but juxtaposition. Don't get it wrong. Umbra actually rules the roost. Um, really, he runs it. Everybody in the house. He might only weigh five and a half pounds, but he runs the house. No questions asked. He's got that Napoleon complex. He's he's in charge. He may be small, but he's got the voice. Right. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the dog in the lap. Because yeah. at a certain point, too big of a dog crushes your legs, right? Sinks you right into the couch. Does Troubadour ever hop up in people's laps? Oh, absolutely. He's a he's a cuddle buddy. Aww. Actually, they love to actually get uh, head rubs, like behind the ears. Oh yes, you love that. I mm-hmm. see it right yeah. now, buddy. Ah, so easy. Uh, the big smile right behind. Cool. You gotta give love when loves do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. How much have these dogs helped with meeting new people? Like going to the dog park and just being like, "Oh hey, I have dogs here." <laughs> well the the little one i like to walk him separate because the big one he's actually good but the uh the little one likes to bite things so mm-hmm. him on his own is kind of tough sometimes you gotta keep he, him on a short leash literally no, I, I hold them in my hands. <laughs> and that sounds so bad. A, a grown man walking a chihuahua in his arms. Not even walking the chihuahua. You just walk around with the chihuahua. Walking for the chihuahua. Do you do you put it in a little backpack? or Oh, you just said in your arms, but it's just like a little Paris Hilton dog almost. Well, it's kind of his choice. If he wants to get in the backpack, it's kind of like on him. Sometimes he's like, he's cool with it. Other times he wants to run around, but tell you the truth, he, he wants to be held all the time. Five and a half pounds. The world's really big to him. Yeah, yeah that's a lot of distance. When Troubadour is making like three strides, he's got to like run to catch up. <laughs> I know that the little dogs I live with, my roommate gets so frustrated because they just don't keep up. And every time they take like a little break to smell the roses or something, because you got to smell the roses, oh, yeah. right? As you're, you're a puppy, you got to smell everything. Exactly. There's so many more smells closer to the ground than there are up in the air. I hear that dogs, like you can you can look this up. I'm not gonna say that it's it's 100% fact, but I was reading somewhere that um, dogs actually don't have a supreme sense of smell compared to humans the way everyone thought. Mm-hmm. It's just that human beings' noses are so high up, we're we're distant from the smells. Hmm. That actually makes sense. I guess you would be more sensitive comparative to being six foot in the air when it's like it's all the stuff on the ground rather than just like the particulates that not only are able to float around but are floating around in that general area so you have like liquid solids grass dirt just imagine how many smells you smell when you're on a crowded bus or a light rail and suddenly you're confronted by 
the patchouli of the hippie or the incense from the shaman type guy and the perfume of the cute girl next to you and the cologne of the businessman and that one construction worker that hasn't bathed in three days yeah or like i'm constantly aware of my work pants because i only have like two sets of work pants because they get dirty so often mm-hmm. but you do laundry once a week so by the end of the work week i mean these pants i'm what? sure are not a treat for <laughs> anyone who is on once the again rail. noses are far away from your pants though exactly which, All right. is, which is nice. And I feel like we have strayed so far away from the topic. We haven't this. even touched the we topic. We haven't even gotten to the... We haven't even asked the only question that we ask on this podcast, which is, Justin, if you could rule the world... Oh, I feel like if, that's... If only to throw a party, what would your ultimate party be? Who's there? What kind of food, drinks, music? What's what are the you setting? Doing? How you feeling? You know, um, thank you for having me. Um, this is actually a, a pleasure um, to be able to sit back and hang out with like some some cool cats. Like, oh yeah, man! You don't get to don't get that very often. I'm happy um, to be here. Oh yeah, man! But my ultimate party would actually be pretty lame, comparative to like maybe some. Some that y'all have had in uh, previous times. We've had the whole spectrum. Yeah, you would be surprised at how tame or rambunctious they get. So, I mean, I'm sure yours falls somewhere. I would would honestly be pretty impressed if you gave us, like, a hardcore extreme. Uh, Well, I could give you the one or two. Um... I guess if we got enough time, I could give you both. We uh, have nothing but time. All right. So number one would definitely be very relaxing. And I would hang out with uh, my friends who own animals and actually go out and like ride horses, um, treat your goats right, uh, raise your pigs correctly, and... I mean, just love your dogs and your cats. Just so, like, like just you hanging out with your buddies, hanging out with animals? I'm, I love animals. I actually wanted to own a zoo. Well, that'd be a uh, long time. <laughs> but I'm super afraid of big cats. Uh. So that's, like, the, the one turn off that, like, me being a Leo and wanting to be a big cat, but, like, I'm scared of them is kind of funny. Until you are the cat, exactly. we can't live amongst the cats. No, I'm constantly terrified of the monster that I know I am. What you is know? Cthulhu? Yeah, something like that. Right, cool. <laughs> but Actually, uh, that was a new tattoo that I just got on a... a on the Friday the 13th. Oh, yeah. Flash Friday. This is episode 13. Friday the 13th was last Friday. Whoa. And Man down. I don't know if people are familiar with Denver, but local artists give uh, $13 tattoos on Friday the 13th. And now Justin is showing us the Cthulhu squid he's got on one calf and the alien on the other. Both Friday the 13th tattoos. So, if you find yourself in Denver on Friday the 13th, get up early. How early did you have to get up to, to get that? Actually, I, I was in line at 7 o'clock in the morning. Wow. 
and I actually got tatted at 10.30. Oh, that's not too bad. So, three and a half hours. Um, they actually had a very nice food truck right in front of the place. Nice. Um, that definitely helps. Super sweet breakfast burritos. Um, oh, dang. Very solid. Dang. Um, food trucks. Um, I don't know if people still haven't caught on, but they're a thing. They're good. <laughs> Anyone food out trucks. there doesn't know what a food truck is, get out of, I'm trying to think of a small town. I'm like Zizix in California. Get out of Zizix, California and, Ooh. and, and move somewhere. Get out of Hell, Minnesota. Get yourself a food truck. Get yourself <laughs> some mobile eats. Some mobile All about it. Eats. Okay, so as far as tattoos go, sorry to take a sidetrack from the, the animal party. Um, I love the animal party. Everybody's getting into hat pins because it's like trading cards. Do you feel the same way about your tattoos where like you see another person with tattoos and you're like, you, you're the homie. I can already tell. You cannot trade a tattoo. I know you, you can't, can't trade, trade flesh. I know. This isn't, this is like just more respect for respect. Oh, I, like, oh, I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't know how often I actually traded trading cards more than I was just like, yo, I got this. <laughs> yeah. My three eyes or my blue eyes, white dragon, Yu-Gi-Oh style. But yeah, Justin, when it comes to tattoos, do you find that you are instantly bonded to people who have really cool tats? Well, I guess it depends on the the tattoo and the way that they actually rock the tattoo because an artist takes a lot of time to create a tattoo. Even some of our friends that we work with oh, are yeah. tattoo artists. Yeah, shout out to Dustin. Yeah, big dubs. Actually, my Spartan and my shoulders, so awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish I knew the name of his shop so we could, like, more accurately shout out to him. It's actually Pushing Lines. Pushing Lines? Pushing Lines. All right. Shout out to Pushing Lines. Go there in Denver. Uh, either way, he has a, a very gentle hand. And as he was tattooing me, I'm, I got hooked on it again. More and more tattoos uh, just to prove, uh, I guess, telling stories uh-huh. like like through your ink. Mm-hmm. So somebody who has a, I guess, I'm not saying it to everybody, but somebody with a completely black sleeve, you're leaving out a lot of imagination. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just to color in. It's, you could, you could, you could, unless you have a stance for it and a reason, and you can, you can talk about that to people when they ask you about it. There's really no point. Hey man, my black sleeve tells the story of my heart. Oh, that is so lame. Yeah, hashtag deep. <laughs> Wait, you said lame. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And he doesn't have a sleep. And I don't have a sleep. I have no tattoos. I don't think either of us do. No. Austin, have you have you got tatty blasted yet? Not yet. I know. You, you're non-eat. talking to a couple of... What do you call someone who doesn't have... What's the muggle of the tattoo world? The muggle? Yeah, like someone who doesn't have the power of the tats. No. I actually do respect people who do not get tattoos... For the pure and simple reason that um, 
you don't have to like hurt yourself to be proud of yourself which a lot of tattoos uh mm. do come from like they actually do hurt sometimes oh yeah and people who don't have to uh tattoos it's actually very respectable but i could shake their hand at the same time and they respect my tattoos and hopefully introduce them to an artist that will do a, a beautiful painting for them one day. Yeah. I find yeah. there's there's so much to do with our physical appearance and our, our like our aura as we go into a place that tattoos help like build a mystique but they don't create it out of nothingness. Right. I wouldn't say that because my whole contradiction is I love needles, right? Like donating blood is awesome and uh, getting blood work done is awesome. And back when I was a little kid, I used to shove um, like pine needles through my skin, just like the top layer of it. So just like walk up to people like I had a bunch of piercings with pine needles and stuff. But I have no piercings and no tattoos and I don't think it's out of a matter of um, like pride or anything. It's just I literally don't know what I would want to look at every day for the rest of my life. Yeah, I've yet to be all about something like that. Do you do you ever have that where you look down at your tattoo and like some days you're like, yeah, and other days you're like, nah, why'd I do that? Well, I hopefully think that like for the rest of I'm only 35. Um, as I looked at them, as I got them, they look better every day in my eyes. That is badass. So, like, I respect those things. Um, they mean a whole lot to me. And at the same, um, hanging out with people who don't have tattoos, you get somebody who... Like the virgin tattoo person who's never got one and actually gets one. Oh. Oh, there goes Troubadour. Troubadour is excited about something. Oh, something's happening. Put that on pause. Yeah, you can say and, it. And we're back. And we're back. Am I still on decent levels? Yes, sir. All right, nice. Heck yeah. So where we left off last time before we got rail derailed by the tattoo conversation was animal party. So we're chilling out on a ranch with some goats, some pigs, some dogs, some horses. This is... This is new. I think this is the first guest who's been like, yo, we def... Because we had... Uh, we we what- talked about barn parties, yeah, but not like but, with animals. But yeah, the barn was empty in in that scenario. This, this is a new thing. So what about animals to you puts you in, in a mood where... Because I think we've had some guests say that party is a state of mind, right? And I could definitely see myself getting into a party state of mind with some animals, like thus the phrase party animal, right? True. Right. So, so what, what is it about these animals, Justin? What, what, what are you thinking? So my grandfather um, had a ranch as I was growing up right outside of uh, Roswell, New Mexico. Badass. Um, 
it's a little place called Dexter. Uh, I don't know. He rode horses all his life. He had pigs, chickens, pigs, uh, turkeys, uh, basically everything that you wanted um, to basically ingest, being anybody who eats protein. Self-sufficient kitchen right there. Right. What, he, did, did you eat the animals? Um, I actually had to break them down, which was... A little bit strange. You name an animal because you love an animal. Right. That's why I have Troubadour. That's why I have Umbra. They have names. They're family. You love them, but yet... Now you have to kill this thing. And that's when it gets weird because you want to eat bacon, right? Like Right. Um, I mean, I eat bacon every morning for breakfast. You know me. I feel like it definitely puts it in the face of the consumer. Like we can, we can eat all the bologna and ground beef we want, but like once you do it yourself, it kind of gives you an appreciation of like what you have to go through to do that. So on my uh, actually um, my fifth year, it wasn't my my fifth birthday, but my fifth year on this earth. I got to choose the prize-winning turkey that we're going to have for Thanksgiving dinner. My grandfather put me in a kennel, I guess, with like five turkeys. And I pointed at the turkey. And I was like, that's one that I want right there. And the turkey just got like real big and charged at me right away. He knew, wow. he knew you were coming for him. That turkey had probably seen something like two or three years before <laughs> that actually knew that like if I get pointed at, I'm getting taken. It's not going down like that. I'm going to uh, My grandfather came in just one swoop snapped that turkey's neck as it was charging at me protecting um, his grandchild. Whoa! Nice. Good save. And I had to pluck the turkey. I had to basically make a Thanksgiving dinner for my family uh, whenever I was five years old. Five years old? Wow. That is, I mean, you're never too young to learn, am I right? That's Kind of a party because he did only do that with a little bit of whiskey in his system. I mean, yeah, just a wee bit. I think Thanksgiving is a party. <laughs> I mean, that dude. would be an impressive new like Thanksgiving tradition where it's like we will all eat turkey, but we will not sell any pre-made turkey. It's like everybody has to go out find their own turkey. There is a place somewhere near here that does that, where it's like you can basically pick any one of their animals on the farm and get it super fresh. Oh wow! And so I think a farm couple, of, table, yeah, a couple, of, a couple of families that I know of get their turkeys fresh, fresh every year. I mean, it it's a little hard for some people to swallow. Because they don't want to uh, deal with the dark side of breaking down an animal right. that you 
that you love so much that is that you give it a name that you love it so at this party with the animals would you do that at the party like you'd have a day where you're riding horses around you're chilling with the goats and stuff and then maybe at the end of it you slaughter a pig and then eat said pig that sounds like an existential crisis to have a week with an animal well i mean you think about luau's and stuff i mean like any other traditional event where you you roast it because what is it underprivileged families right in third world countries and stuff that's the only time they do slaughter the animal because it's like it it is their friend and it's like yeah but i don't know maybe their daughter gets married or something they're like now it is time to eat the pig the family well i don't know if you know about hawaii and like the hunting not a whole lot no a lot of the samoans and uh people from uh the south pacific area wild boars actually they kill your dogs they kill your animals so you go out and you hunt them and that's part of the luau like we brought a pig bag it's like the return from the hunt almost like the one less thing to eat our dogs so like you bring back the boar that is not procreating that's creating more problems um for your livestock that's cause for celebration. Then, and then everybody parties yeah. and eats that boar. Honestly, I think that would be a pretty dope way to go. Like, if someone were to kill me, that would totally suck. But if they were to, you know, celebrate my life and pick me clean and eat eat all that shit and be like, man, Kyle sure sucked when he was killing all our dogs. But uh, boy, is he delicious. Boy, now that we're eating him, oh. uh, you know, awesome. All is good, all is well. Let's let's celebrate. Let's dance around the fire. I think that'd be a nice way to go. I mean, that's kind of how the the Vikings went, right? On the pyre, dude. Isn't that just a boat of fire? No, it's basically the celebration of their life at the ending, and you get set on fire, right? And uh, burned alive in front of your family. That's actually embracing your life you get burned alive so no like they a lot of them used to do uh they they would shoot arrows onto the pyres so like a pyre is basically like a raft like a a a very small raft that maybe a five foot person could fit onto people were shorter back then and they would cover you with grease and they just like kick you out to sea. And then they would shoot the arrow and light the pyre, which you laid on. And that was you basically getting back to uh, your roots, which is basically get back into the air, which is kind of like you guys doing like a party thing that was like the ultimate viking party oh hell yeah like celebrating your grandfather his life and what you did that's that's just kind of what what you did i definitely like that as a as an aesthetic much better than to like have a a a 
it's like a slightly depressing but still uplifting ceremony and then just like put you in the ground for the next 30 years like why not be part of nature once again rather than boxing out nature so your body can just be itself uh, you're going to be in the air you're going to be in the ground you're going to be in the sea so like the way that the earth works we're going to go back to it anyways but all right so um but you said there was a part two, like the the animal parties would be amazing. I'm stressing that it's animal parties, but I feel like it's it's more just like good people that know how to tend to animals. Like that's half the mystique is like hardworking good people. Right. Well, um, a lot of my uh, friends are veterinarians, and we have you know like rescue horses. Um, that we're taking care of and like going and mucking out horses, which it's not a lot of fun, but that's, uh, pick it up. Horse poop is awesome. Always. Uh, you get a lot of love from it, believe it or not. And the same with, um, cats, dogs, even if you get into like weasels and gerbils or possums or a lot of animals need a lot of help, and there are very few people, I think, that actually want to reach out and help out these animals, and hopefully, uh, I don't know, maybe some people would like to do it more. So you could definitely go to the uh, Dumb, uh, Dumb Friends League, which is definitely a good site uh, where you could help out and possibly volunteer Woo. volunteering do it up shout out might as well do it one Wonderful. way or another yeah right but at least give it a try and if if it doesn't start a chain reaction at least one more person did it once like every little bit helps when you do it yeah. there's there's a lot that you could do to you know be a volunteer and just because like the basis of this was partying all the time not all the time just just once ultimately just but it, it, it it takes some practice you know what i'm saying like the ultimate party i don't think is something that you're gonna get to on your first party like if your first party is your ultimate party gonna be chasing that dragon. yeah really it's just gonna, it's basically like smoking crack or something like you gotta you gotta work your way up i i don't think my first party was my ultimate party you know but yeah not maybe not necessarily all the time but in between volunteer opportunities and work <laughs> in in your off time there's a lot of possibilities that you could do within your own community whether it's uh volunteering you know uh whether it's picking up trash or walking down the street and actually giving a smile to somebody there's there's a lot of options out there yeah if you go on um one zero so dot org right now there's a lot of handy tips for picking up litter and that's a cause i think everyone could get behind but I, as well as Austin, am intrigued now. So, part two of your ultimate party, 
the other scenario you were envisioning. Now, what what's that? I guess if I actually had the the backyard to to fill up the the pool, like I actually mm. want an an above ground pool. Classic, classy. Uh, just for like three days, maybe a month. Mm-hmm. Dude, so like an inflatable one or the kind you get at Costco where it's like the hard shell that they're permanently set up, but... Well, they're not permanently set up. You just have to drain them. Yeah, and then disassemble. It's essentially like a trampoline. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? The heavy duty ones? Yeah, it would probably have like some horrible like mermaid stuff on the out outside of it like a mermaid like swimming around the outside of the above ground pool oh dope and maybe if dug it down deep enough so somebody might be able to dive without hurting themselves because you don't want to dive down into the uh, like head first or something too many people that hurt. I just want to see the one person who goes for the dive but like doesn't jump high enough and just clips their shin and <laughs> the dive is suddenly a belly flop. Dude, that's my shin right there, Chief. Uh, you have that very scar. <laughs> like I actually do right there. That's so close. Like I have made that mistake and in, <laughs> in my perfect party that would not happen to my friend. <laughs> that that's good. I, I like that you're wishing good times and no injuries. So there would definitely be a, uh, I guess, an ice luge. Into the pool? Yeah. No, on the side because, like, the chlorine might mess up the ice. Right. Wait, okay, so when we're saying ice luge, are you saying for people's bodies or for shots? Actually, both, if. he's he's taking a step back he's thinking about this right now that's big ice luge into the pool (laughs) on a hot day with a a pretty girl in a bikini sliding down and like my homeboys taking shots off the ice luge as they're watching my buddies girlfriends come down that are dressed to the T. That yeah, that that is a pretty enticing visual, I gotta say. Like it's the next great beer commercial right it there. It really is. <laughs> but this isn't the ultimate beer commercial. <laughs> mm, that's on but, Tuesdays. Yeah. No. It, it would basically <laughs> just be like one of my buddies giving his girlfriends a couple of beers. Yeah. And basically making this that you could do at yourself. Actually, uh, winter time is a great time to do it, too. But pool party or an ice luge? It's kind of at the same. Oh, that's why I love hot tubs. Because right. all year round, you can just chill in a bathing suit. All you have to worry about is that like three-step dash right. back inside. Well, I mean, really, if you're going with this fire and ice combination, you can have the summertime party where it's just so freaking hot outside that you're sliding down on ice, and then you're in a pool, and that's comforting and refreshing. And then 
in the wintertime, it's already cold, so you might as well slide on the ice down into the hot tub, because I imagine it'd be heated in the winter. And kind of around the same time, like whiskey around like cold times, it, it kind of mm. like works pretty good for me. It just heats mm. you up. There you go. I like it. Hey, here's the thing. Speaking of whiskey in cold times, um, this is a shout out to the listeners. I, I have a request. Email me at k at willems.com if you know the answer to this or tweet me at kwilms, you know. It's very similar, but um, there is a song out there somewhere in the world, and the chorus is, I'll just keep drinking and drinking until it feels like summer. I'll just keep drinking and drinking all winter long. I'll just keep drinking and drinking until it feels like summer. My whiskey blanket keeps me warm all day long. But I I have I can't find it because there's a band called Whiskey Blanket. It's like ungoogleable with just those lyrics, and you can't sing into Shazam. So I I don't know it's, how the hell to find this song. It's actually through YouTube. Maybe reach out to your brother right here around, like pretty close. Yeah, I, I could help you, you out with that. All right. Well, after we we're done recording, Justin's gonna help me find this song, and we're gonna. We're going to figure... Is it on one of your playlists? It, you were singing along like you knew... You have this look of familiarity in your eyes right now. No, if you talk about whiskey, blanket, anything kind of like along with whiskey, I might have a decent idea to find it. Right. Um, the same with uh, Colorado local Denver music. There's a lot of good stuff that's mm-hmm. happening out here that oh, we're... Yeah that we're trying to do and um, being along with local musicians this is this is fun hell yeah but here's the thing is it's not by whiskey blanket it's a song about a whiskey blanket but i can't find it because the local band is so good they are all the search results Right, yeah. So, 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 you, so you see why I have trouble with this, right? Uh, I do see it. It's it's hurting my head. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to grab my phone. What? Hold on. We'll, we're gonna table that. I, we can talk more about the pool party. We'll table that for now. Wait for the the listener submission. You can also call us at four two four two four two three eight one seven. That is the ultimate party hotline. 4242423817. I wanted to get a number that had like some significance, like it actually spelled a word, and uh, one isn't a letter, mm-hmm. but I feel like the three four twos at the beginning make it easy enough to remember. Like, I'm gonna call 4242423817. 3817. Gonna get get the Ye Ultimate Party Podcast a voicemail, and we'll totally play your voicemail on the podcast. I know that's not unique to us, but mm-hmm. it is definitely always appreciated, right? You'll be on the thing. You'll be a superstar. Exactly. I feel like <laughs> these early episodes, though, I mean, our listeners are probably our close friends and family and people who have already been on the podcast. So we might get a couple calls like, Hey, hey you remember me? You remember when you interviewed me? I I remember. Remember? <laughs> you remember? I remember. Oh man. So, here's my question: At these parties, the 
both the animal one and the pool party one. So how many people are you thinking show up? I guess it's like weird as say like the animal party because it's just like I'm not like in fun party in, in, not like weird like I love my animals and my animals love me but like not in that way like not in that exactly you're right. not so you're not partying with the animals no they're around there with a lot of people that are basically just I don't know swimming playing pool I, I don't know my my house is actually pretty lame what are you talking about? This is a great house. Wow, that was like, because uh, I disagree. You have this big old kick-ass backyard with a swing and ample room for a trampoline. I mean, you have the stairs for the trampoline, in fact. you got this pool table. You've got quite the dungeon in the basement. You know, this house kicks ass. A quick I'm question. staring at a blackjack table right now. What's your What's your favorite, like, outdoor hangout activity is it like horseshoes or cornhole or it's actually skateboarding to tell you that's, yeah. why. That's, that's a good one you meet a lot of nice people skateboarding um i go out and i like break my ankles and do tricks but like i try to do the tricks but i break my ankles yeah <laughs> but like i still go to work and i still show up and i'm I still think that I'm kind of a beast, believe it or not. And you keep oh, yeah. trying, which, like, that's half the battle is to, like, keep pushing yourself and doing it. Friggin Don't fall off the horse. Our dad is, like, mid-50s, early mid-50s now. And uh, back back before I left for Germany, like, two years ago, we used to go to the skate park all the time. And I swear he's showing up most of the teenagers just because he had like that old school style like he used to ride with the z boys and stuff so like he would just do those crazy like 1080s where he's just on the manual doing like spinning around and around could he actually like pip like a do like a kickflip or no he couldn't do any of the like street tricks like or like jump tricks yeah yeah it was all just like carving bowls yeah, mostly carving, but he was wicked sick on the grinds, man. I mean, he could just launch up on that bowl and grind damn near halfway around it That's in impressive. his 50s. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. A couple of friends of mine definitely got to do it, and uh, their dads did it, and it was kind of like one of those uh, passed down like traditions, mm-hmm. like in families. So, like, you skateboard. You have the flat-billed cap. Oh, he has a skateboard in his car. It's a monster trick. <laughs> yeah. True, true. That's, that, that's not a lie. <laughs> but I also do wear a flat-billed cap, so thank you yeah. for noticing. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. to be a dick. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I also have a unicycle, so I'm kind of a wild card. Yeah. (laughs) This kid is born for the circus. Born from the circus. Born from the circus. Anyway, skateboarding. Party party? Party party, skateboarding. (laughs) Skateboarding, barn party? Can you do a kickflip? Actually, I can. No shit. I I broke my ankle last time time that I did it. Oh, 
um, actually right out back of the house. So that whole broken ankles thing yeah. wasn't even like a, a clever turn of phrase or anything. No, I actually broke it trying to get down. I thought that I would be cool and like do a kickflip as I'm skating out of the back latch that I have there. I guess that's mm-hmm. what you call it. Yeah. Gate. But like popped it up. Yeah, it's a gate. <laughs> I popped it open and broke my ankle Mm. pretty awesome but at the party that i guess would be the the best one would be actually a uh if there could be a skateboard ramp somehow in my uh my backyard dude over by your juniper for those listening on this backyard wraps around the entire house right we have basically on all the back sides of it and on one side of the house there's a little gap with a with a juniper tree in there and just a bunch of dead branches if you cleared that out that'd be the perfect space for a half pipe and maybe as the uh the winter's coming back um Maybe like I don't know, like a sweet ramp to like have skateboarders to come by and like show off their tricks. Hopefully they don't get hurt too much because don't want anybody to get hurt. Right, right. It'd be a whole liability thing. Exactly. But it's like it's like collabing with musicians, or you're just like just come on by and just hang out. Show me what you got. I'll show you what I got. <laughs> I got a backyard with a uh, space for bass and drums and it's kind of in denver so nobody really that too yeah your patio we should have is kind of an ideal stage man. skateboard jam show i mean we'd need someone to help us build the ramp and get the pool but i'm saying you could you could throw a rager like a fourth of july party or something you already know that i'm a carpenter right no JC, the carpenter? Oh, man, that traces my roots. <laughs> but yes. yeah, dude, if like I would be so down to build a skate ramp. We used to speaking of my dad again, um he wanted to build a skate ramp in our backyard. I don't know about you, how tall of a ramp do you normally like to ride? Don't put me over like seven foot. That's what I'm saying. Like I get a little scared after that. It's fun to go on like the ten foot, twelve foot ones. If you actually have a skateboard that you could grab and actually do like a kickflip, yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. Good for you. Exactly, but I'm saying you don't really need more than like four or five feet, right? No. Am I wrong? No, you're right. So you're right. So freaking, we built this ramp in the back of uh, my dad's backyard, and we went for height over width. So, so this thing must have been six foot tall with like a fat ass uh, inch and a half, two inch metal pipe at the top for some coping. So as you curve, right? But we built it so the the angle of it was just so harsh. And we didn't have another one on the other side of it. So 
either you could kind of ride up it and then come back down onto the deck, but you couldn't really do much with that. Or my dad would try and drop in on it, and I saw, <laughs> like, he'd just be, like, falling off his board every time because you get to the end and the G-Force would just knock you right off the board. Zip you. So, you obviously didn't see how happy Kyle looked like that. Or, I guess, mm-hmm. I should say Kile. Yeah. You got it right. K. Willems. K stands for Kile. Pretty happy story. And, uh, I guess, first one over at the new place. But, go ahead and continue to think about the best party that you ever had does it contain possibly Persian pillows? Possible Persian per- pillows. Possibly Persian pillows. Uh, a posh plethora of Persian pillows? I think the ultimate party would contain a posh plethora, plethora of Persian pillows. I mean, you want everyone to be comfortable. See, like, I mean, we were, during, the, during the break, which was more of a break for us than the listeners... Um, we were talking to your roommate, Matt, about the theme of this and in trying to embrace the commonalities between these parties and that we're hearing about on this podcast. And I think that, one, the fact that people aren't getting hurt is a pretty good one, but just the, just having a bunch of activities, right? That's what I like about these two parties on the first one you have horses to ride you have goats to pet you got pigs to slaughter um you got (laughs) or play with you know they're gentle creatures you have at this pool party you have an ice luge to go down if you want to go down an ice luge you have you know shots coming off the ice luge which is which is dope you have a skateboard above ground pool yeah dive into and if I would really be lucky, there would be a a very blonde uh, Norwegian woman. Who, I can dress like a blonde Norwegian woman. <laughs> <laughs> I can sound like a Norwegian woman. She she just would give me a hug, dude. That's and as basic as that. That's a good party taken for taking care of your friends now i kind of want to see this come to fruition if for no other reason than seeing that moment happen watching like all the other stuff stack up like whoa the pool's here and the skateboard ramp is here and then like all of a sudden the norwegian woman walks in and then just like everything is in slow motion and you just see that look on justin's face of like the no way this is happening as she goes and gives him a hug i think that'd be a beautiful moment everybody in the party goes and then slow clap yep the music builds it's some 80s pop hit yeah that would be the worst like late 1990s like uh, American Pie kind <laughs> yeah. of thing that comes through. Like, you're not going to do that. There's no way you're going to put that in the back of your house. Like, I can't believe you put all this in the back of your house. Put all this in the back of the house, man. And wow. actually, you could put it 
in the back of the house. I know. It's like that's it's what... It's actually pretty easy being a carpenter, like understanding, you know, ergonomics and the way that actually the wheels on the skates would mess up the skate ramp into the pool. That's... It couldn't be a solid backflip. No. I mean, right. You wouldn't want to... I feel like people would overshoot. Then then if we're not... If the goal is to not hurt people, skateboard ramp into the pool would be a little hardcore because I think that's something that people would think they'd be better at than they are. I remember Austin and I used to build little ramps in our neighborhood and definitely uh, fell off them more than once trying oh, yeah. to clear the gap that we made for ourselves. The first quarter quarter pipe I ever did on roller skates, I uh, got some advice from my grandma's neighbor and they were like, just go as fast as you can and you'll go up and get to the top. So I was a little nervous about not making it. So I'm hauling ass, come down the street, go up over the quarter pipe, and just shoot out like another six feet away from the quarter pipe and land oh, square no. on my ass. Oh. And yeah, I've definitely overshot a lot of So times. six feet overshot? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like up and out. <laughs> no, I wasn't there for that, was I? No, I don't think you were outside for it. I but I definitely re- didn't hit my head like on the ramp as I was coming out doing the little Charlie Brown swoop. That's like a tricky thing with ramps that like if you've done skateboarding for a lot of times in your life, like you go out, you make, you try to do the kick flips. You try to like actually land things that you know that you can't do oh, yeah. mm. but you're gonna try and good for you like yeah. I, I, like I, test yourselves do it don't hurt yourself too much please like but if you could actually pull off like a, a 720 like kickflip and land it off of a ramp you're a boss I'm gonna feel it. And at the same time, you're gonna come back down and you're gonna have a very, very pretty girl waiting for you. Probably the prettiest one in the bunch. But that's like the probably having like the party, like the party at the party. It's and a Marty I, McFly I guess on. These guys are kinda like pushing it. I guess these guys are pushing parties. Oh yeah. Well, it is it is what we do. We I don't know about Austin, but it is definitely in my blood. My my our, one of our previous guests and who I would call my best friend, Luke Mauer, once said, I'm the thinking man's party animal. But the thing is the thinking man doesn't party. <laughs> what I should hold this up, I dropped the microphone because uh want to take a drink of my beer but that's that's truth i'm working with uh basically one of the the killer prep dudes here in denver mm. he, he's uh sick with it you need some garlic chops i'll do it to jazz man i'll chop some garlic and five four rhythm man it's but, choreographed and everything exactly but um so 
at this point, we are we have been recording for a solid uh, almost hour now. So this is normally where we say our goodbyes and do some do some little wrap ups. Is it before we? do anything too crazy do you, do you want people to find you on social media yeah, do you have anything to plug do you got some stuff you want to show the world yeah do you want people to visit a certain place on the internet actually i don't um go ahead and kind of like figure it out for yourself so like if you enjoy music you enjoy like a podcast that kind of stuff Go ahead and, like, find your own way. You know, like, do your thing. And uh, your mother would not be ashamed of you. Hell yeah. That's I a like good thing that. to plug. That is a good plug. Self-affirmation. So the last thing we like to do on... Oh, the dog's barking again. Is play with dogos. Yeah. I think that that might be the place to end it. I say party on, Justin. Party on, Garth. <laughs> Party on, Austin. Party one, K. Williamson. All right, that was our episode. Um, I had a lot of fun. I hope you had a lot of fun. So, you know, as you're going about your day, think about what we talked about today. You're listening to the hoedown from Rodeo by Aaron Copeland. Um, I looked up a lot of information on this guy. It turns out he, he was just a cool dude. There's nothing really like super awesome to talk about. He was just a world traveler, um, was influenced by people from all over the world during the Great Depression, which is, I mean, like, hear this. This is so Wild West. So go look up Aaron Copeland. Um, go to volunteermatch.org. Um, come eat Cosmos Pizza. And um, go to... 10so.org if you want to learn how to pick up litter if you want to be on this podcast you know email us at k at willems.com or a at willems.com or give us a call at 4242423817 thanks go full D you're like welcome to ye ultimate party